ready in Chemesh, Alba, Shalosh, Steim. Son of a goose. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. Where my mom's, where my mom's, where my mom's at. Where my mom's wearing thongs, hitting bongs at. Raising kids, cleaning shits, need a long nap. Where my mom's, where my mom's, where my mom's at. Where my mom's at podcast. With Christina P. Oh, what up, moms? Uh, thank you for tuning in. I'm excited to tour again. I'll be doing the Dabaluba uh, Addison Improv. I don't, there's probably no tickets left. Next one, Houston. I've added Houston and Tejas. That one goes uh, February 25th to the 27th. And then Nashville, Tennessee, uh, March 11th through 13th. They're only doing these shows at half capacity and taking precautions so that people can be uh, somewhat safe. I'm so excited to get away from my family and let my husband uh, do some of the mom work because, you know, it's just mommy, 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 mommy all day. Those kids are so far up my hiney and I love them. And that's the, that's the good and the bad, right, of being the mom is that they especially boys, they just, they love their moms. But uh, man, am I glad to have a minute, <coughs> excuse me, of, of time away from those punks. Hold on. Uh, so yeah, I pulled a couple of things from the internet, which I thought you guys would, would enjoy. You know me, I'm always on the gram. I'm always looking for what's good for you guys. So this first one uh, was just like a meme, a meme mo meme mo uh, I found this one on the gram. It's this is from at is it Snarky Bitches? Is that what it says, Zoli? Snarky Breeders. Snarky at Snarky Breeders. I thought this was such. This is a great account. It says if you love getting up on Sunday at the ass crack of dawn while watching your man sleep in, then parenting is for you. Now, <laughs> I used to read shit like this before I had kids and be like. <laughs> I mean, do people only have kids to complain about them? What the fuck? And then you, now I laugh at mom memes because I'm like, it's true. It's funny because it's true. Men are fucking lazy. <laughs> okay. Who cares about dad? Um, yeah. Oh, this morning I was up at 5 a.m. with my my baby who just woke up. Mommy, mommy. And then, you know, ugh. Anyways. Uh, also, I found this other great find. I'm a huge fan of Etsy. I love it, and we had a listener send this in. Uh, you know, those horrible live, laugh, love signs that, you know, at the beginning, I, I enjoyed them. I would see them in people's homes, and, and I would be like, that's that's nice. What a fun sentiment to live, laugh, love. Um, and I'm a fan of all stupid things in the kitchen. We have a sign we bought in Texas a, a decade ago that says, some people eat to live. I live to eat <laughs> and it's fun because it just adds a little pizzazz to your life. So, um, who's the woman that's selling these, my love is it? Oh, it's in my email. You don't know that. So you don't know that information. I can't put that on you. Hold on. Where is she? Her name is Jacqueline. Jacqueline. She is on Etsy and you can find these at, at the frizz crafts. That's the F-R-I-Z-Z crafts. And here's what it is. It's so great. She may <laughs> she makes a live, laugh, love sign, but instead it says, let's eat ass. Or in this house, we love hard and fuck harder. 
<laughs> and it's in great font, like that schmaltzy uh, mom font. And then I can't read the bottom one because the camera's bro- blocking it. What does it say, Zola? It says, gather and form an orgy. <laughs> I love it. And that's definitely a member of the Cool Moms Club. Thank you, Jacqueline. And buy her shit on Etsy at the Frizz Toozies Crafts. This is so fucking great. And she, cool. there you go. It's not like a regular mom. I'm a cool mom. You best believe. And she makes uh, dick candles too, which is nice. <laughs> live, laugh, love. You got to live, laugh, love. <laughs> Did you see that on TikTok, Zolo? No, I must have missed that one. Live, laugh, love. People really make fun of that. It's so it, it was fun in the beginning. It was novel, and now it's not. It's like when mom started saying bling, bling. It just ended. Uh, so this week, I've... Oh gosh, should I even announce this? I feel like it could get me in trouble, but why not? I'm going to do it. Fuck it. <laughs> so, you know, these wonderful sponsors I have on my show here, Every now and then I get hooked on something. <laughs> I, I, oh man, the real real. I got into that this week. I bought a brand new handbag. I'm hooked on the real real. And now because we're moving, I'm I'm going through my closet and I'm like I'm gonna sell some shit. I got I'm just why not why not turn a profit? So I got on Mercari that app. They're not paying me to do this, <laughs> and I'm selling stuff. <laughs> my shoes. And it is such a thrill. And I'm not even selling them for that much. The other day I made $17. And the thrill was like nothing else. I just, I think because it feels like free money. Where you're like, yes, fucking sold that shit. Well, you know why you like it, Christina. Why? It's the J in you. (laughs) The alleged J. I know. Well, I think this is proof. That I'm a J? Yeah, I mean, if you're getting that excited over $17, <sighs> I think you got some J in you for sure. <laughs> it's so much fun, Josh. And the problem is, like, I pay way more for these. There were shoes I sold. And granted, shoes are tough to sell because, you know, I don't sell, like, used, gross used. I Maybe I wore these pairs, like, twice. And then another one I got for free and I put up there. But it's so exciting to just, uh, okay. Well, so, I think a whole different type of clientele would buy the, the really gross ones? used ones. Yeah. Well, so you might be able to sell those too. <laughs> that my panty thing? Well, let me tell you, because I started looking at for sale on here, and you can see what everyone, nasty motherfuckers are putting their dirty Birkenstocks on sale on this app. Dirty oh, God. Birks. And I mean like the... Where the, the foot part is fully blackened from the, the foot sweat. And they're like, yeah, in good shape. I'm like, no, they're not. Yeah, like that. They look like that. And they have the nerve to be like, in good shape, practically new. Like, no, they're not. The, if they have a black sole from your foot filth, should I give out my, I don't know. Should I give out my, what my name is on here? Well, you'll definitely make some more sales if you do, so. Okay, do you guys want to buy my old shit? <laughs> Here we go. I'm going to put it out there. I probably will regret this, but. Oh, I got one review, you guys. Hold on. Let's see. She just, this person gave me five stars. No words. I want, like, words of encouragement, you know? I also check my Uber score regularly. Ooh, what are you at? Let me take a look. What are you at? Let's Let's compare, bro. Ooh, I'm not sure. I don't think I even have Uber. I usually do Lyft, but I'll look. Oh, why is that? Because Uber's evil. Is that was that what happened? 
What happened? I don't remember. I think someone just told me Lyft was cheaper, but I think oh. they're pretty comparable. But I have heard Uber's kind of like a dick corporation. Yeah, you're Gen Z, right? But I think Tell Lyft me. is too. I think all those rideshare apps are really shitty to the workers. So Yeah, guys. Guess what? Newsflash, most corporations are shitty to their workers. <laughs> Sucks. Okay. I, I'll tell you what, on, on the Ubers, I'm a 4.92. And I take that personally. Damn, that's good. Do you think so? I think it was I, higher before. 4.92, I mean. I'm a nice person. Th- that's solid. That's definitely solid. Well, what are you? Let me see. Hold on, let me find it. Come on, man. I was I was a 4.95 like like a year or two ago. So I pissed somebody off uh, along the way. Dang. Are you looking, Zolo? I gotta know. I'm looking. Sorry, I got a new phone, so I'm signed out of all these oh, apps. Oh, okay. Well, when you find it. I'll give out, in the meantime, I'm on Mercari. If you want to buy my old nasty shit, <laughs> here's the name I chose for myself, and I have no idea why. Sassafras, 1984. Okay? That's S-A-S-S-A-F-R-A-Z-Z, 1984. I don't know why I chose that one, but I like Sassafras. That's definitely a cool mom name. It's such a cool mom name. I don't know. We'll see if I stick with this. So far, it's been pretty fun. I love buying old other people's stuff. I'm I'm huge on the Etsy stuff. I've been buying old dresses and revamping them and big time. So interestingly enough, too, you know, I had this theory that in order to maintain my marital loves, my marital joys that I had to milk my husband semi-regularly. And it's interesting, uh, the number that I had come up with that seemed to be adequate was every 72 hours. Every 72 hours is how often I milk Tom, more or less. You know, obviously pending kids stuff and life stuff and COVID stuff and him breaking himself stuff. But okay, so every 72 hours. And I find that after I... Are you going to tell me? Yeah, I'm a 4.67, so <gasps> maybe not the best. <laughs> no, that's really good. You're 4.92, right? Oh, yeah, but that's still good. You don't want to be like It's good. I think I've definitely had some like drunk Uber rides where yeah, they weren't fine. the happiest with me. Did you puke in an Uber? I've never puked in one, but I've definitely had ones where, you know, I'm not You're the not kind. best passenger. Sure. Yeah, exactly. Sure. Okay, well, that's not a bad score. That's not the worst. I'm sure there's other ones that are not Chris Larson, of course, but other people. So anyway, 72 hours is the milking cycle that I'm on with my husband. And I, and I literally like watch him like, okay, so he begocks and then I'm like, okay, it's like, um, that show 24. Remember when like, or like the 60 minutes, I'm Andy Rooney. And I, I count down from the time he begocks to the next, the 72 hours. And he's so awesome. So like when he first begots, he's comatose. It's great. The first hour is like, I love you, babe. And like, can, can I, okay, whatever. Like he's just out of it. And then it goes to, yeah, and I'll take out the trash. Like then he gets super happy and super malleable. And like he'll volunteer to do things without me having a nag, which is just great. Oh, dude. So last time he begot, the next day he got, he got my car detailed for me unprompted like that kind of shit is what oh, i'm talking shit. about yeah bro yeah bro that's what i'm talking about and i don't eat his fucking scrum i don't have to okay i do other stuff but imagine what he'd be doing for <laughs> you if you did 
<laughs> well, how much how much more than a car detailing? I don't know. Maybe a new car. <gasps> <laughs> Whatever. I go, I go on the real real. I buy designer bags. I'm putting out enough. Maybe a new bag. I know that's funny. I should barter with that, huh? Um. So the 72 hours. So yeah. So the next day he got my car detailed unprompted, which was just like amazing. And then the next day. He's still in a good place. Like he might, well, he won't offer to cook dinner. That's never going to happen. But he will like, he's not as grumbly. Like he's just affable, nice guy. And then day three, the grumbles begin. You know, uh, he's, where are the keys? Are the keys in your, are they, are they in your, in your purse? Well, yeah, they're in my purse. It's my car. Why are you? And then he got into my car the other day and he got mad that I, he goes, there's too much shit in the console. And he took my mask and he threw it down. I go, excuse me, this is my car. I keep my masks here. What are you doing? You're in my ride, bro. Yeah, I'm a slob. Yeah, because I have two kids in the car all the time. There's Cheerios everywhere. It's a mess. That's how it's supposed to be. And then I could tell he gets snooty and snappy and saucy. And I go, uh-oh, uh-oh, time to milk the bear. Uh-oh. And I say that and then he starts laughing. But it's true. So I'm on my last few of the 72 hours. I got to put out here in a minute. Uh, but let me tell you, um, dick touches go a long way. Truly, dick touches are the secret to such happiness in a marriage. I mean, it just helps everything along, especially if you can give them a surprise dick touch. You don't even have to use your mouth or your vagine, just a handy. I'm not a huge fan of uh, handies. I'm not, I don't, I personally don't think I'm great at them but uh you just gotta put out like that's just the fucking thing and Zolo too I was talking to you about marriage the other day because you're still a baby Mm -hmm. get a woman that puts out obviously like don't marry the girl who's like squeamish about sex or weird about sex or like doesn't want to have sex because if you're in the courting phase and she doesn't want to bang you Forget it. When marriage comes and the pressure of kids and work and mortgage and life comes, she's definitely not going to touch your peener. Yeah. Yeah. I've thought about that. Yeah. Oh, you have? Yeah. I mean, well, I always hear people be like, oh, marriage, you never get sex once you're married. And it's like, yeah, "Ah, fuck, that would suck. Well, it's not. It's the when we were married, we were banging. It's when the kids come that really neither of you, your, your soul is just sucked uh, from the you know parents, especially when they're little kids, I think I don't know. Hopefully, it gets better. I'm uh, probably not, but it just gets yeah the time constraints and then. Ugh. So anyway, you want a girl that's a bit of a hoe at the top, right? Like in your dating courting, sure. Make sure she's a hoe, and then also it is so important to marry a good person who's a good partner. You know, who's someone who's going to be the good baby mama. And in your career, whether that means she stays out of your fucking career or she helps your career, because my Absolutely. God, right? You marry yeah. poorly, it is your whole life is a disaster. For sure. So little babies listening, oh my God, marry well. Marry, 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 marry well. Okay, online selling, very exciting. Let's do some follow-ups. I got a lot of follow-ups. Thank you so much about not using moving boxes because i agree it's just such a it's it's i agree i agree with myself is what i said last time two episodes ago it's such a waste i i just feel like it's such a waste so holly from michigan writes in christina my husband and i moved about a year ago 
We did not like the thought of buying a shit ton boxes and then just putting them out on the road. So we invested in clear Rubbermaid bins and moved about 80% of our house with them. They come in a range of sizes. You don't have to label half of them because you can see right through them. And over the years, when you start collecting more and more shit for different holidays, you have a stack of bins in the basement that you can use. I cannot tell you how many times I needed to declutter the playroom, put old baby clothes away that don't fit anymore, or switch out seasonal decorations. And every time a light bulb goes off in my head, I go down to the basement jolly as fuck and grab a clear bin with a lid. It also feels really good to be completely organized. Piss on me, beat me. Holly from Michigan. Excellent suggestion, Holly. My worry is, because I am a pack rat, um, you tend to grow into the containers you have. I... I <laughs> I find that I, I'm the type of person, if I get a bigger purse, the purse gets f full very quickly. If I get a bigger closet, I fill it up with shit that I found on Etsy. So <laughs> I'm nervous if I buy the bins. If you buy the bins, the stuff will come in my case. But I like the idea. You said you moved about 80% of your house. That's a great idea. So like, if you know you're going to be reusing those bins for toys or for whatever, yeah. So maybe move like the toys in bins or... Um, Stuff that you would, like, obviously Christmas decorations I already keep in bins. I love them. Great idea. Plus, your shit won't get ruined. You know, cardboard boxes, did you know that they decay over time? And they get smelly. And they can even, because they get, like, worms and stuff that uh, that eat the cardboard. It's very disgusting. So, good idea. Very well, nice. what another um, listener recommended is getting those Rubbermaid bins mm -hmm. and then returning them to Target or Walmart <laughs> or wherever afterwards. <laughs> I don't know what their policy is on <laughs> that, but she said she can usually get away with it. So, maybe consider that also. <laughs> That's so dishonest. I don't know. I don't know. It's like it's like a hundred bins, too. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, maybe, maybe if you're just moving like a small apartment or something, you could get away with it more. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I can't do that. Oh my god. Uh, but yeah, moving uh, or another person suggested um you know different apps like the next door app putting them up like hey, yeah. I have boxes if you want to take them for your next move or do you have boxes from your move that you want to give? All great suggestions. I love all of that. Oh, any what are the vo Oh, the voicemails are regarding those two topics. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Let's go to the very interesting topic of media mail. We are obsessed with media mail around here. Uh, you know, of all the issues concerning the world today, how and when media mail came into existence is the most important topic on my mind. <laughs> but it is fascinating. How can it be that media mail? It is so heavy. And how is it so cheap? I don't understand. So finally, a postal worker. Thank you. Thank you. Hi, Mommy. I work for the Postal Service and was listening to this week's episode and wanted to chime in. Thank you on the origin of media mail. All right, here's the answer. It was actually created in the late 1930s as a means to encourage reading by making it cheaper to mail books. Over the years, it has evolved as technology and media have done the same. Also, as a former Angelino, now living in the Midwest, you guys will love the Relo. Well, thank you. Keep them high and tight, and you bet I'm coming up in May. Harry and Lawrence, KS. KS. That's Kansas. That's yeah. Kansas. 
Thank you, Chris Larson, for validating. And what is the capital of Kansas? Go. Chris Larson, think. Shut the fuck up. I think you're right. God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> Zolo, Google it. Let me look it up. Zolo is Googling. He's gonna find it because he's only 20 years old and has an adult his brain with drugs. Let's see. I believe. Topeka. Fucking Topeka. Now, how did they determine state capitals back then? Obviously, Topeka is not the capital. It is Kansas City because Kansas City has the most industry and commerce. It's like how back in the day, what is it? How many years old is America? 200 years old? A little more than that. Yeah. I guess back then that's had the most horses and the most uh, whatevers. Okay, located geographic. Oh, interesting. In some cases, state officials wanted the capital located in the geographic center of the United St of their states. Jefferson City and Pierre were chosen as capitals of Missouri and South Dakota, respectively, for this reason. Shut the fuck up. Pierre is not the capital of Missouri. Pierre of Missouri? Is that true? Is that true? I think it's South Dakota for that. So. Oh, South Dakota. Yeah. Oh, Pierre? Lucky Pierre? No. It is. Pierre is the capital city of South Dakota. Do you even remember learning that? No. Ca Chris, I don't did think you I know? Did. I never fucking learned that. I mean, I definitely learned that because that's eighth grade uh, yes. U.S. history class. And that's when you I started learn smoking all the capitals pot. And yes. All, the, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's about the time I discovered boys and drugs and smoking cigarettes. And that's about when I stopped my education, as well as algebra. That's when you learn algebra. And that's why I failed. Wow, that's fucking fascinating. Okay. Okay. Well, whatever. <laughs> Ridiculous. Okay. Also, uh, hygiene's. Oh, this is about the mikvah. I was very interested in the mikvah. You know, I was watching that show about Esty or Unorthodox on Netflix. You got to see that if you're interested in the uh, in a good story. It's a good story. It takes place in a very, very orthodox Jewish community, I guess, in Brooklyn, right? Yeah. Okay, here's some follow-up on the mikvah. Hey, Jeans, as an orthodox Jew, I want to clear up the mikvah thing a little. It's certainly not a misogynistic thing. Men use the mikvah all the time. Some even go daily, especially if they had sex the night before. Speaking of, sex is mainly for having kids, although in the marriage document and throughout Jewish literature, a man is required to sleep with his wife, not as much the other way around. There are some things that are seemingly sexist at best in some fringe parts of Jewish law, but those aren't part of them. IMO. What's IMO? IMO. In my opinion. In my opinion. Keep them high and tight. Eli... Interesting. So let's go through this. So the mikvah we discussed last time, it's a place where it's the Jewish jacuzzi where you go after your menstrual cycle and um, you bathe, I guess, in, in the holy waters, I think. And then uh, you, you purify, you're ready to go forth and multiply. You go after your, here we go. A mikvah is a pool of water some of it from a natural source in which observant married Jewish women are required 
to dip once a month, seven days after the end of their menstrual cycle. The ocean. Oh, is a mikvah. Hey, that makes sense. Is, is that, wait a minute. Oh no, that's why Christians get baptized. Wait, when they do Jewish baptisms, what are those called? <laughs> they do that in the uh, ocean? I don't think we do that. <laughs> Jewish baptisms. <laughs> a lake can be a mikvah. No, I saw one time this woman converted to Judaism and she did it in the ocean. And it was very, very cold. Uh, Tavila? Tavila? Tavila. Yeah. They go in immersion in a natural source of water. I, you know what show I saw this on? The Shaws of Sunset, where I get all my information from. Yes, because uh, uh, Mikey was Jewish and he wanted to marry a non-Jew and she converted to Judaism for him and did this. It was so cold and they did it here in L.A. <laughs> and I just remember thinking, this bitch has got to be freezing. Ah, there you go. That's interesting. And I didn't know that men could use the mikvah. They can go daily, especially if they had sex the night before. Good. I love this idea of purifying oneself. Why not? Why not? It's a yeah, you got to wash that filthy woman off you of you. You wash the dirty, uh, filthy lady juices off of you. <laughs> but I like the, symbol the symbolism of it, right? It's a fresh start. It's a brand new chapter. It's, I think it's very important to have symbolic rituals for human beings to mark things, right? Everybody was saying, oh, it's in 2021. It's New Year's. It's going to be the same problems. Yeah, we fucking know that. But it's a symbolic gesture it's symbolism it's the the end of one thing and and theoretically the beginning of a new right you got yeah, it mark feels, feels nice to tell yourself that yes it's a marker of time otherwise it's just an indefinite abyss of uh just middle age and dying you got to have some nice things to look forward to fuck okay let's see this one kids are allergic to milk hi mommy when i found out i was pregnant i ate peanuts strawberries fish etc to prevent my twin boys from being losers. Good. Even drinking a cup of milk a day. I'm lactose intolerant, by the way, giving myself the shits for seven months straight. Come to find out my darling angels are so allergic to milk and soy, they had to be put on the most expensive formula out there. $44 a can. Oh my gosh. Literally, what was the point? Love the show. It helps a lot with my mom and say thank you. Bree from Texas. Wow. Well, that's a good question to ask somebody is that how much of what you eat while you're pregnant actually affects the allergy resistance a baby will have later. I don't know. You know, I, I don't know what the science is about that. Maybe we can ask my friend, Dr. Jessica. She'll uh, have some insight into that one. I don't know. I don't know what the fuck that is. Maybe there is nothing to it. Maybe it's a wives tale, but uh, yeah, sometimes they're just uh, born losers. You know what I mean? What can I say? All right, let's do some voicemail follow-ups, and then we'll go forward in time. Oh, I got to talk a little while. Hey, this is Nyree. So I just moved in with my sister, and I was living with what I now know as a borderline personality mother. So just a cool guy thing that she used to do was uh, she would hold a mirror underneath my nose while I was sleeping to see, I guess, if I was alive or something. I don't know. I'm um, just wondering what you think about that. My type. What do I think about it? I think you grew up with a crazy mom and you need to get the therapy ASAP like I did for a decade. Uh, yeah, sounds about right. Um, at least she was concerned about you uh, checking to see if you were alive and not trying to smother you or do anything horrible. Um, yeah, I think you need to 
go talk to a profesh because that's fucking nar nar. Borderline mom, we've talked about her. Uh, gosh, I should do. I'm gonna let's we mark it down, Zola. We should get Katie Morton in, and I'll do a proper episode with a licensed therapist to talk about uh mental health stuff. But uh, yeah, my mom never did that one. She never was nervous about me dying in my sleep. Um, she what what would she do in the middle of the night? She wasn't so much into terrorizing me in the middle of the night. She was more afraid of the external world, you know, the everyone was out to get us kind of stuff. So that was kind of fun. Yeah, I'll think of some stories for you, I'm sure, during the course of this podcast. <laughs> I remember one time, ah, for some reason, this memory stands out. I was sick. I had some kind of stomach flu and I was sitting on the couch and she gave me tea and I drank the tea and then I go, oh, I think I have to vomit. <laughs> and she was kneeling next to me and she had like a hand towel in her hands and she goes do it here <laughs> it was like a square of a hand towel and I was and I knew I was a little kid I'm like that's that's not gonna hold my barf I can't barf on you it was such a weird suggestion like that was clearly her anxiety running amok was it or was that just the foreigner in her <laughs> mental illness or foreigner that should be a new game god damn it isn't that the truth wait are your parents foreigners too I no forget. they're not they're American yeah. I know mental illness and foreigner it's they're really close they're really close because they just do hardcore shit like uh yeah i i remember i had a uh, filipino babysitter when i was a kid who's like off hardcore um she had dentures and sometimes chose not to wear them just chose not to wear them <laughs> in front of a kid. That's really scary. Or she would insist on towel drying me thoroughly after a, a shower. And I was like eight already. Like I didn't need her to do it. But that was like the foreigner in her. Do you think that might have something to do with the reason that you don't dry <laughs> yourself off now? Yeah, yeah, of course. You've she been traumatized? Like, you have to get towel dry. I don't even know how to do Filipino. I was totally traumatized. I was like, what the fuck is this bitch doing? But I think she thought of me as like a child. I remember I had one babysitter that like made me something she was foreign to. Like, you have to drink this whole cup of milk with your spaghetti. And I was like, ugh, I'll throw up. Milk is disgusting. It's the fucking grossest thing. It's just like drinking a cup of hot snot. There's nothing grosser than milk. Yeah, I agree. Ugh. Foreign parents, yeah, they're horrible. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Uh, but yeah, worth exploring and also worth thinking about maybe memories that you may not have total, um, recollection of. Cause I remember I didn't, I don't just like whole chunks of my childhood. I didn't remember for a long time. Uh, I think cause your brain is like, mm, shut it down. <laughs> don't go there. You don't want to remember. So it, worth exploring with a therapist. And even if you can't put words to it, there's EMDR, which is a great form of therapy if you don't want to put words to it. Or you don't have to actually talk. 
you can just feel your way through the feelings of whatever memories you have. You don't have to explicitly tell the person that you're with what you're seeing and thinking and, and you're remembering. Yeah. Uh, in the meantime, there's some great books. Walking on Eggshells is one of them. I recommend that for anybody that has a borderline in their family. Uh, the Borderline Mother is a great one. That's harder to get your hands on. I'm trying to remember what other BPD. That one's like a more of a clinical book. This one, ooh, Understanding the Borderline Mother. That's varsity level. That's when you're in therapy and you understand like what kind of what's going on a little bit more. Really interesting stuff, man. She was wild. She was wild. But I, you know, the older I get and the, the longer I become a mother, you just, you forgive. You forgive more and more. You're like, whew. Poor lady. She definitely tried. Definitely tried. Okay, let's do another follow-up voicemail. Hey, Mommy. Um, this is Jennifer calling from Nantes in Alberta, Canada. Oh. Um, I was just li listening to your podcast, and you mentioned that after the baby's born and you've named it, then people won't criticize it. Uh, no, that's definitely not correct. Uh, my <laughs> middle one's name is Sawyer. And she's a girl, and I Aww. loved the name Sawyer for, like, years before we had her. So, anyways, we named her Sawyer. And then at church, this lady came up to me when I had my newborn precious baby in my arms and said, oh, wow, you had your baby. What is her name? And I said, Sawyer. And she goes, why would you do that to a baby? <laughs> my sister was standing beside me, and her jaw nearly hit the floor. I just laughed because I was like, this lady is straight up nuts to say that somebody who just had a baby. But anyways, I, I just let it roll off my shoulders. I don't care. I like the name. She is now 13 years old, and she likes her name, so whatever. Yeah, it's cool you. shit. So anyways, that's my story, and uh, keep them high and tight. Absolutely love the show and oh, everything thank YMH. Thanks, Bye. I think Sawyer's a dope-ass name for a girl, and I freaking I love masculine names for girls. I think it's so cool. I love when girls are named like Charlie I'm trying to think of other ones. Chase, right? Chase O'Donnell, the girl I, I bring her to open for me on the road. She's fantastic. Um, I like those masculine names. I could, I wish my name was, I like, I like those. Yeah, like Alex. I wish I were an Alex. I like that one. That's kind of non-binary, right? What's the name? What's the word I'm looking for? It, mm. Asexual. What's the word? A, a gender. Yeah, yeah, gender neutral. Gender I, neutral. I like that. I think that's so fucking cool. Dude, you want a girl to have a tough name like Sawyer. Like, it's rad. No one's going to fuck with her, you know? Like, in my generation, everybody is either named Christina, Jennifer, Jessica. <laughs> so generic. <laughs> There's like a million Susans, Susies, Tracys, Lauras. Everybody's named the same fucking thing. <gasps> terrible will you google what's the trending name today like they usually have like top baby names put in like top baby names of 2020 i'm curious to see i'm guessing it's probably like the more unique ones nowadays are cool like people don't name their kids like jennifer or roger or fred or greg anymore okay here we go oh actually i'm wrong oh, these are cute okay 2019 the most recent year available olivia the number one girl's name that's cute oh with an o olivia Emma is good, number two. Ava, number three. Sophia, Tom wanted to name our baby girl that if we had a girl. Isabella, I love that name too, number five. Charlotte, number six. Amelia, adorable, seven. Eight, Mia Harper. Yep, there's a Harper, I think, in Ellis's school. 
Evelyn, Abigail, Emily, Ella, and Elizabeth. These are all great. Camilla, Luna. I love the name Luna. That's from Harry Potter. There's a Luna there. Sophia again. Mila. This one's with the F. With the F. Yeah, because there's two different ways. There's like a Greek way and an Italian. I don't know. Penelope, cute, Scarlet. These are great names. Victoria, like a queen, Chloe. Uh, all right, let's look at the boys now. Riley. Riley Martin. Okay, Liam. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's a lot of Liams in the world. I know a few Liams. Noah, I like that name. Cute. Oliver, William, Elijah. Hey, that's Jay, right? Elijah. He's the one you set the place for the table. Is it Passover? I don't know. <laughs> I'm not You're sure. a bad Jay. I'm a really bad Jay. What, are your parents even Jay? They are, but we're um, really reformed. So, um, yeah. You mean you don't, you don't uphold the traditions of our faith? Not okay. too much. Okay, James, good, that's Tradish. Benjamin, <coughs> always good. I like the name Ethan. <coughs> Eitan. I would have named our kids Ethan. Alexander, I love the name Alex. Alex, Alexander, there it is. Henry, Jacob, Michael, Daniel, Logan, Jackson, Sebastian, Jack, Aiden. Aiden, that's from Sex and the City. Owen, Samuel, Matthew. Joseph, all good names. Levi, very biblical. Mateo, very cute. David, okay. Julian, hey, number 31. It's my kid. I don't see Ellis on the board. That's good. Jaden. Leo. <coughs> good. All good. I don't like those biblical names. I think because I'm an 80s kid and I grew up. Oh, there's Joshua, number 48. There you are. Like, I grew up um, watching Children of the Corn. So, like, anybody with the name Josiah or Malachi or any of that, I don't, I'm like, oof. Scary, scary. I don't know. A kid named Malachi might be kind of cool. Malachi. Kind of a dope name. Look up Malachi. You want to see what that fool looks like? Yeah, dude. Big old ginger. He's a big... Oh, you know him. How are you this cool that you know like all the cool... I love Children of the Corn. How do you know this, though? You're so young. Why are you so cool? There he is. Malachi, human. I guess... Courtney Gaines. Yeah, dude. Look at that scary motherfucker. Look at those choppers on that guy. Oof. Scary, sk 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 scary. What were we watching the other day that we were looking at the kids? Oh, the never-ending story. Atreyu is covered in tats now. <laughs> if you look up the never-ending story, the kid who plays Atreyu, the lead boy in the um, adventure part of the story, he's covered in tats. <laughs> Which you knew he would be because he's a little badass in the movie. I was like, this kid's awesome. And he grew up, he looks like a badass. Look at him. Little bad mofo. Good for you. Good for you. So there you go. Okay, so th that's all we have for the follow-ups, right, Jeans? Baby names. Yeah. Mom hacks. Let's do what would Christina P. do? I feel like giving un uh, not unsolicited advice, actual advice. Okay. You oh, got thank mom you. questions. <laughs> CP's got mom answers. What would Christina P. do? I can tell I'm getting anxious because I've been shopping a lot on Etsy and getting obsessed with buying things. Okay, hold on. Oh, I wanted to also bring up the wheelchair Barbie really quick before we uh, move on. This is a really funny, um, interesting email I got. So I brought in a <laughs> wheelchair Barbie. <laughs> Somebody put Tony John's, Tony John's ahead on the cool wheelchair Ken that I brought up. Woo, just got hit by a car, baby. Take your Uvas. <laughs> there he is. Tony Johns, if you're watching uh, the podcast. So this person says, I wanted to make a comment on Wheelchair Barbie. Last Christmas, all my five-year-old wanted was Barbies. 
So my brother-in-law, who is the crazy fun uncle, surprised her with three Barbies for Christmas. First one was the wheelchair Barbie, who is the white blonde Barbie. Second was prosthetic leg Barbie, who is a Latina looking Barbie. And the third one was plus sized Asian Barbie. (laughs) The whole family was low key dying laughing when she opened all of these. We want to teach our kids to have open minds and be inclusive. So she had taken that to heart and doesn't even see the wheelchair or prosthetic leg weird as she loves all of them and plays with them. Hold on. You you got to keep these images up. She plays with them regularly. P.S. Also, my mother-in-law is wheelchair-bound due to MS, so we have to hide our laughter a little when she's playing with wheelchair Barbie and says, Hi, I'm Grandma. <laughs> Anyways, keep in mind, tight mommies. Scout. Ooh, that's a cool name. P.S. Come back to Utah. I will. Oh, that's so great. So that is cool that it taught her how to, um, you know, see being in a wheelchair is normal, which, you know, obviously it is. I just think it's, I just think this shit's so funny because I grew up in such a, you know, boring binary world. I love, let's see, where's the fat Barbies? Oh, there we go. Fat Barbies, wheelchair Barbies. I really would be curious to see the sales on these. Oh, there's a prosthetic leg Latina. There she is. She's got a great outfit. Yeah, I think kids ultimately don't even, you know, they don't care. Whatever you tell them is normal is normal, right? What does that say? Unicorn believer on the far right? That's fucking lame. (laughs) That's so lame. Like, come on. Come on. Looks like the 80s are back in the fashion, though, and that's cool. Is that... Okay, so the second to left... What's is that a is that supposed to be like an uh, ambiguous uh, gender, the good vibes only shirt? It's possible, or maybe it's just a chick with short hair. Hmm. You can't assume anymore. Wild times, you guys. Wild times. What's the one that could go to the bottom left there with the wheelchair, and then the is that a drag queen Barbie on the far right? Wow. This is so wild, dude. Oh, here we go. New Barbie. Dolls with no hair. Vitiligo. Prosthetic. Click on the art call. (laughs) (laughs) I gotta tell you, it's only because, you know, oh, here we go. What does it say? Barbie is branding itself as the most diverse doll line on the market after unveiling a slew of new dolls featuring inclusive hairstyles, skin tones, and body types. Mattel on Tuesday revealed a doll with vitiligo, a doll with no hair, and a doll with a darker skin tone and a gold prosthetic limb. <laughs> oh, hold on. There's a, it's because these dolls are, quote, designed to reflect the world girls see today. <laughs> okay. Which girls? <laughs> I got to tell you, because in my lifetime, I would say... I would say I've seen that much diversity over the span of like 30 years. Like I've seen one or two people with vitiligo in my life. And then, <laughs> okay, I've got to see the numbers. I'm dying. Hold on, hold on. 731 million pounds. Oh, no, that's not it. Okay, so after being historically criticized for Barbie's lack of diversity, Mattel has spent the last five years introducing more inclusive dolls into its lines. In 2017, it debuted the first Barbie to wear a hijab, and of this year, it debuted Joss, a doll that is hearing impaired as American Girl Dolls 2020 Girl of the Year. Very good. 
I'm curious to see how the numbers do, like the sales of these things, like what the deal is. In September, the brand rolled out a new line, all right, of gender-neutral dolls aimed at children who don't want their toys dictated by gender norms. All right. Hey, it's a big social and business experiment. Here's the truth. I saw a documentary on Barbie, because this is Mattel, and they were having a real hard time updating Barbie as a brand in today's world, not only because she's just like a white blonde uh creature who weighs 90 pounds but you know feminism (laughs) that whole thing uh so they've i think they've really struggled to update it in line of feminism as probably well as the whole inclusive thing it should be interesting i'm curious to see if it's profitable i'm wondering how many kids are into uh buying these dolls and only time will tell we will hear whether or not mattel is bankrupt in a year (laughs) They were going bankrupt already, just selling Barbie, to be fair. Um, okay, so let's get to what would I do? Hey, mommy, I'm a 27-year-old non-mommy gene, but I have a dilemma that I know I will eventually need to address, considering the fact that I want kids someday. I'm currently in a stable relationship with a great guy, and I definitely want him to impregnate, impregnate me someday. But there's an issue. He's a junior, and his father is a junior as well. So upon briefly talking about possible baby names for our future children, he mentioned that he would like to continue the tradition and name the child after him if it were to come out with a penis. This idea doesn't appeal to me in the slightest. I love this guy, but I do not want to name my child Israel. Nothing against the country or its people. I just do not like the name. And do I really want my kid named after the man I banged to make him? Let the kid be his own person with his own name and unique to him. I believe that choosing the name of a child is special and something both parents should be a part of and in agreement with. How do I tell the guy I love that naming our child after him is not an option without upsetting him because you're terminating his family's tradition? Also, congrats on the big move. Thank you. Love you, hypothetical mommy. That is a big deal. Big deal. You're right. Uh, no, thankfully Tom and I are on the same page as juniors. We feel that it's a little diminishing, right? To be a junior does rob one of, uh, one's independent identity. That makes uh, a big sense. Tom is not a junior. No, his, no, his father's name is Tom as well, but he's not a junior. Um, nor was it, I don't think it was a mandate that he be named Tom or that our children be named Tom. So, uh, Okay. I mean, look, I'm going to put it to you this way. Let's start from, let's, let's back that ass up a little bit. Before you have children with somebody, this is going to sound very, very old school and uh, not very forward thinking and well, maybe not very hip. I don't give a shit. Uh, what I found in my experience with marriage is that it really makes things easier if you're both of A, the same spiritual background same religion mm, somewhat similar cultures same beliefs morals political affiliations and beliefs in general and morals and guidelines and things of that nature so let's back up the discussion i would just uh, go through a checklist of what you're compatible on on the big issues one of the best things the catholic church ever made us do before we got married in the catholic church was do a pre-marriage seminar 
And at the time we were like, this is so dumb. We were like drawing dicks on the uh, brochures and, you know, the people in the pictures on the brochures were dig, dick and balls the whole time and laughing. But what you find is that a lot of people, you know, unless forced to confront these issues before marriage, don't even talk about them. You know, we were asked really hard questions such as what, what what's the amount of debt that you both carry? You know, student loan debt or consumer debt. Get those numbers in advance. Um, what's your credit like? Is it wrecked? Is, did something bad happen? Is it repairable? Whatever. Um, how do you feel about the role of grandparents in the kids' lives? Do you expect that your grandparent, the parents should live next door to us? Or are you okay visiting them twice a year? Do you celebrate celebrate Christmas? Uh, if you celebrate Hanukkah, one of you celebrates celebrates Christmas, is it okay to have a Christmas tree? Even though you one of you might be Jewish, blah, 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 blah. All these little things are huge once you have children. Is one of you into circumcision? One of you not for circumcision. That's a that's gonna cause a huge rift. So this whole question of naming your firstborn, if it's a boy. Israel or junior whatever or not that's a big fucking deal and maybe indicative of other things if he's this like headstrong on this issue there's there's probably a whole elf of, of things you may want to check in on before he impregnates you and hopefully before you get married and then get pregnant because yeah I'm fucking old school I know there's a lot of people that go what's the difference marriage is just a piece of paper the government mm, maybe for you personally I feel that marriage protects the woman, protects the family, definitely makes you think twice about blowing it up and uh, gives a woman a sense of security that she's having your babies and, and completely being vulnerable with you, that you honor her by a marriage vow, by standing up in front of your family and, and church or whoever, whatever, uh, to honor that person and, and take it fucking seriously, you know? I, I don't know. Call me crazy. I, I just, I do believe it. So, okay. So back to your sitch, Israel. It's a kooky name. Yeah. All right. Uh, kind of what Tom and I did. You may want to consider if you have more than one. I don't know if you're thinking that way. If you want to have more than one, say great. First one is Israel Jr. Second one, mama gets to name. That's it. First kid I named. Second kid I let Tom name. That's what we did. We took turns. Um, yeah. But if you really, really hate the name, I would suggest going, okay, you can, you know, look, and, and names are multiples, too. I don't know if, oh, but you might be Jewish. Jewish people don't have middle names, right? Oh, fuck. Um, some do. I mean, I think really Orthodox or Israeli don't really tend to do that, but um, I think most American Jews do have middle names. Great. So you choose the middle name. You make a deal. He's Israel Jr. However, I choose the middle names. I choose five middle names. Maybe you call him a nickname. Sure, maybe his birth name is Israel but you call him whatever Richard Razzy Raz Razmataz or Israel, Israel could be the middle name or Israel but he wants a junior yeah true well it would actually be the fourth in this case so there's a oh, the lot more pressure going on here yeah I mean and also you may want to assess the level of um influence his family will have <laughs> sounds like a lot already <laughs> there if he feels the pressure to, um, you know, name his child that because of the family stuff. Oh boy, you might be in for it. How did you and Tom come up with the names for your kids? <laughs> well, <laughs> because my family 
has wacky names. Like, okay, you know, my <laughs> Chongor, Istvan, you know, these names are not like American. So I really didn't, had no, re- I was like, I, I can't give my son's family names like they're not translatable and i'm not gonna fucking make him foreign you know we're in america now jack so i was watching a matthew mcconaughey movie (laughs) when i was pregnant mud the movie's mud and with matthew mcconaughey and i was so i was super preggers and there's this cute character ellis and um he's like the hero of the story and and i was like oh ellis what a great name it's southern uh, I just fell in love with the the name Ellis. I like that it was like an American Southern name. And the character was sweet. So it's based on a Matthew McConaughey movie. And then Julian, Tom chose. But let's be honest, I swayed him a little bit. Because I have a cousin, Julie, who I adore. And I wanted to name Julian after Julie. And also, have you ever known a crappy Julian? I feel like I've only ever met wonderful ones. Wait, so how did Tom choose this name? I don't know. I, <laughs> I don't know. Sounds like you chose this I name. I did choose it. See, <laughs> now you're starting to figure women out, my love. This is actually a course, a varsity course in how women are. He did choose it, though, because I remember him being like, I want to name him Julian. Julian. And I was like, great. I have a cousin, Julie. I love it. Or maybe I suggested it, and then I let him think it was his idea. That's what your wife will do to you, by the way. She'll put the seed in your head, and then you'll think it's your idea. And that's called a successful marriage. Oh, <laughs> oh grr, you fucking bitch. Um, what do we got? Oh, oh, let's do mom hacks. These are my favorites. I love hearing how you guys get around uh, life with kids. Oh, I got to tell you what I got. So I found... So who the fuck told me about this? I forget who, dude. Anyway, I, my car is a, like a trash can on wheels. And so uh, I was like talking to you, dude, I like some guy in valet or something. And he goes, oh, you know what I do? I got this thing on Amazon. It's like a trash bin and it goes on the back of your car seat and you can just boop, throw trash back there. I have one of those. Yeah. Yeah. And how's your life? It's not big enough for the amount of trash I'm producing <laughs> in my car. It's really small. That's what I thought too when I got it from Amazon. I'm like, oh, this ain't going to last for a day, bro. Um, but I'm, I haven't even installed it yet. I just got it, but I'm super stoked about it. I'm going to give it a whirl. Um, yeah. Yeah. Mine, it's like you put one water bottle in there and it's full and, and it's, it's really full. small. Yeah. You got to upgrade it, homie. Okay. Oh, how to get your kids to leave you alone. <laughs> Mom hacks. What's up, jeans? I love my kids, but goddamn, they're annoying sometimes. That's the truth. On the... Uh, on the days where they've been clinging to me jumping on me whining for me and mommy just needs a minute i'll use whatever they hate against them for example oh my god i did this too my kids hate getting their nails clipped so i'll say okay it's time to clip your nails to which they respond no while running in the opposite direction they'll stay away for at least a few minutes long enough for me to gain my composure it works every time you bet i'm coming up in may bailey yes i it's so funny and i just use the nail clipper thing because Juju hates his nails or hair clipped. So whenever he's misbehaving, I will go, oh, you want me to clip your nails? Should I clip your nails now? No, no. Okay, then stop hicking, stop kicking the dog. Stop hitting the dog. So that's a very good threat. Very, very good. Or are you going to take a bath? You want to take a bath? No. Okay, then chill out. Okay. 
Oh, this is good. Get kids to memorize phone numbers and address. What's up, Chomos? My wife and I have a mom hack. How do you get your young children to memorize your home address and phone numbers? Well, we programmed our device codes to be our phone numbers. Oh, I just unplugged my own thing. Our phone numbers and street address. Believe you me, each child has these important numbers memorized in a matter of days. Okay, so say it again. How do you get your number to memorize? We programmed our device codes to be our phone numbers. Oh, that, <laughs> I know what he's saying because kids, that's all they want to do is get into your fucking cell phone. That's a smart idea. So if you make it the current phone number, then the kid will learn it or learn their address. Yeah. Seems like a long passcode to me, but yeah, yeah it could work. You could do your address. I think yeah, the address would be good. That's an easy one. Yeah. Boop, 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 boop. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a smart idea. I like this one. Good. Teaching kids consent. I'm not a mom or even a dad, but I've picked up an easy way to teach consent in children's early development. When they are old enough to understand yes and no, ask, always ask for hugs and kisses instead of demanding telling them to. If they say no, do not guilt trip them into it. Yes, that's a very great idea. Always ask for hugs and kisses instead of demanding telling them to. Right. Being like, come here, give your mom a kiss. Give your mom a kiss. Yeah. I agree. That's smart. That is good because we do it as a joke, but then you're like, oh, good. Am I teaching them to not have a say in their boundaries and stuff? Oof. Were your parents affectionate to you, Zoli? Yeah, definitely. Were they kissy? Uh, Yeah, I think so. Was your mom snuggly? Did you snuggle yeah, your mom? Yeah, totally. Oh, I bet you were a cute little <laughs> pooper. I was the cutest. Yeah, I bet you weren't because you're a sweet kid now. Yeah. But you're eerily together for your age. Yeah, it's pretty eerie. Eerie. And is that an only child thing you developed? I don't know. I mean, you were an only child too, right? Yeah. So what do you think? Yeah, I think what it is is I raised myself though, so I adapted very quickly to the world. <laughs> I was like, oh, mm. these fools are yeah. not watching out for me. I better uh, come up with it myself. For sure. Yeah. But you know cool shit. But that's because my friends were cool, so they would like show me cool shit. Did you have cool friends? Yeah, I had cool friends, and I think my parents showed me some pretty cool stuff, too, in terms of, like, movies, music, pop culture. Are so, they artistic yeah. people? Yeah, both of them. They're both artists. <gasps> yeah. What do they do? Uh, my dad's a musician, and my mom's, um, like, a painter. Oh, my God. Yeah. No wonder. Is your dad, like, a touring musician or a studio? Uh, more, like, studio, local stuff. He's also a writer and, like, a music journalist. Well, no wonder you're attracted to this weird bunch of derelicts and degenerates. That's great. Well, I'm glad you're here. I'm glad your parents were such dirty hippies. Thank you. No wonder. That's why you know, because your Instagram is so cool. You're Thank like you. the coolest 20-year-old. Oh, I appreciate it. Jesus Christ. Oh, it's embarrassing. Okay. Let's do some Pajitsky effects. I fucking love these. These are my favorite things to... <laughs> Let's do the voicemails. I like hearing people's realizations. Hey, Mommy Jeans. My name's Aaron, and I have a possible uh, Pajitsky effect for you. I've been living in this same old building. Um, it's like 113 years old for about five years now, and there's no real ventilation except for the windows, which have a nice cross breeze. So whenever there is food smell lingering, I have to open my windows even in the wintertime, and I just 
realized that I can buy those uh, Glade plugins or Airwick plugins, and now my house always smells like pumpkin pie. Anyway, <laughs> that's a possible Pajitsky effect for you. Love you, Mommy Jeans. Bye. Oh, that is a good effect. My problem, so I too just got into good smells in the house, but the problem is I think after a while your brain adapts to the good smell and then you no longer smell it because otherwise your brain would be consumed by smelling the smell all the time is what they say. So then you don't know, I don't know when it fades. But then again, okay, but then are you mixing food smells with perfume smells? That's my concern, right? Do you do smells in your house? Yeah, every once in a while, but I've definitely noticed that. But, I mean, I think, like, a little uh, citrus smell over ship smell is better than just ship smell. So, this is true. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's a good one. Yeah, you don't want to open your window in the middle of winter for that shit. Do you have, oh, you don't have, he doesn't have AC. Is that what he said? There's no, yeah, I think uh, so. Oh, yeah, it sucks. Those fucking shitty old buildings, man. I've lived in a few of those. It's horrible. I've I've lived in buildings with no screens. <laughs> like in my twenties, I would I lived in a house on a in Silver Lake on a stair street and there were no screens. And I remember one night I was drinking alone, as I often did, and I would I was stumbling into my kitchen and I just saw the curtain like ruffle, like and I was like, Oh fuck, dude. Is that like a critter? Yo, and sure enough, a rat came in. Because, you know, it's the hills and you'd hear like like scuttlings and there were was, there was skunks mating under my house all the time. I'm like, fuck, dude. And sure enough, there was a rat in my house. It was so gross. And I put a trap out to try to catch it. You know, and they're so clever. They just flipped the trap over and then all the glue got all over the carpet. Eventually, I just had to move out. I just was like, fuck this. You ever had a rat in your house, bro? No, I haven't, fortunately. Oh, it's the worst. So you just let the rat have the house? You're like, this one's yours now. Yeah, this one's your house. <laughs> well, I was like, fuck, I was going to move anyway. But um, once those fuckers get in, and they can get in on like a dime-sized hole. That's the scary part, because if their little heads can get in, their whole bodies can get in. Mm. And once they're in your house, it is so hard. Uh, I have a friend who, they live in the, her ceiling. She's, she owns the house. And she's like, yeah, we just can't, we cannot get rid of them. <gasps> so they just shit and they're up there now. And every now and then rat droppings just fall like in my laundry room. And she's like, what can I do? Chris, you have a rat in your apartment right now? Yeah, I've been dealing with this rat for well over a year. It's no! impossible to catch. I've tried every single type of trap. I've tried... And the, the the not the humane one, which nah. is just traps it, which is garbage. Yeah. And then I've tried the glue traps. The garbage. I've tried the regular rat traps. I've tried the electric traps. I've tried rat poison. Nothing seems to work on this goddamn rat. It's only one? It's just the one. And I, like, he's got his little route wherever, if he gets caught, he just goes in between, like, the sink and, like, the cabinet. So there's, like, this little crawl space for him that I can't get into. So mm. he just goes in there. And that's where I put all the glue around, and he just got around all the glue. I he got know. so so. You've used that foaming glue, that yeah, it's one of that. It's like like yeah. that green glue that yep. you can buy at like Lowe's yep. or whatever. That's just like if they get caught on it, they can't get it off. Oh, oh, I'm talking about patching up the hole that he's coming in through. I tried putting. I tried to cover the hole, and then I started hearing 
like he was chewing through the wood. And I was like, okay, that's probably not a better option. Well, what you can buy is this glue. It's what the rat guy brought in our house. So when he's uh, during the daytime, you pat you. It's like I'll show you. It's a foam glue, and you patch up the hole that that little fucker's coming in through. And he can't. They can't eat through that glue. It's specifically made for critters, so that you'll lock him out, so he can't get in. Yeah, my concern is that he won't eat through the glue. He'll eat through the wood that oh, <laughs> around, around it. it. <laughs> Fuck. So you know his route, and you yeah. put the traps along his route. Yep. At Have this you tr- point, you gotta just bash him yourself. You gotta, know, get a baseball so bat. Fast. I came home one night and I saw him <gasps> <laughs> like run across the room, and I just like tried to corner him. I was not able to corner him. They're such so cunts. Fast. They're He's the so worst. Fast. Have you put out dog food on the trap? They love dog food. Yeah, we tried like peanut butter, spaghetti, cheese. You know the general like rat attractants. I even got like the rat uh the, that like lure stuff. That stuff that scented. Yeah. People, Whatever it is, I don't know what it's called. Fuck. And you even tried poison, too. Everything. The poison worries me the most because the last thing I want is him to die in the walls. Oh, know? my God. It's the worst. We've had that, too. And it stinks. Well, lucky for you, Chris, you might move out before you get rid of this rat, too. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing worse than a rat in your apartment. Do you hear him scuttling at night? Yeah, from time to time. I can <sighs> hear him scuttling like on the roof or just in the walls. It's... Because that, that's what happened to me in Silver Lake. When, once that fucker got in, I was like, oh, no. And I would hear it at night. <laughs> and then scuttling and skirt. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm so sorry. The snappy ones. And, okay, how do we catch? Do we ever even? Poison's the only thing that's worked for us. Because we've had rats now. Every house has rats on the perimeter. The only thing that's worked is poison. It's like these gotcha. blue squares. We did get a rat in my fraternity house one time, and Ugh. that was fun. And we, no one tried poison or traps or anything. Everyone just grabbed like whatever weapons they could find, knives, baseball bats, and yeah, it was pretty funny and watching you... like a bunch of frat guys go Dude. after a rat. <laughs> yeah, but I, they killed it. I'll tell you that. They, they did. Oh yeah, they got it. <laughs> they bashed it like you hit it. Yeah, I I didn't watch that, but I I heard it from Savage. the other room. I, I heard savagery. Yeah. Maybe you should get a cat, Chris. <laughs> I'm serious. That's like the nature's, you know, nature's rat catcher. I've definitely thought about it. I've thought about borrowing my friend's cat for like a week. And you know, like, okay, just have him chill. And I'll take care of him. I think you should at this point because if you tried everything else, that's like the best. And then patch up, patch up any entrances because that little fucker's getting in somewhere. Wow, you think you chew the wood around the glue? I mean, he chewed into my garbage can a little bit so i know he can chew through some like plastic at the very least they are so gnarly and they piss and shit all over everything Ugh, they're just it's the worst i hate rats in the house now we have mice in this new house that we live in they're teeny and actually really cute so i have my guy my rat I have a rat guy now because we had rats in the old house and he puts the traps the the poison on the parameter of the house so every now and then I'll just find a dead mouse like in one of my kids like toys outside. <laughs> Bitsy brought one up to us the other day. She just comes with a little, you know, mouse puts it there. An animal. Get a cat, dude. The shit will be gone. Yeah, unfortunately I have a no pets policy oh. in my apartment. <laughs> well, 
How about you have a no rat policy in your apartment? Have you told the landlord about that? Yeah, I've asked her about the rat thing. What does she say? She just says to keep her posted if she if I can catch him or not. But, yeah, you know. well, it's kind of her responsibility, isn't it, at this point? Yeah, at this point, I can probably ask her to get like an exterminator or something. Yeah. But I'm also leaving in like <laughs> three months. Still, that's three months of your night because those fuckers are up at night burrowing. That keep, does it, it doesn't really it, kept me up, though. It doesn't? Like, okay. I'm, I, I'm pretty easy to fall asleep. You're not afraid of it climbing on your face in the middle of the night? That's what I was always afraid no, of. No, I'm not afraid of it climbing in my mouth or my face in oh, the middle of the night. Oh, I, oh. Well, let me tell you this. This is how I knew the rat was living in my house. I went on a vacation for a week, and I came back, and my grapefruits had been half-eaten, and there was rat turds on my comforter in my living room so that little piece of shit made himself at home and he's crawling on your stuff crawling. oh yeah i've had to wipe down the entire couch because it just had rat droppings all around <gasps> the side of it. yeah that's oh, fine oh god yeah you gotta get this fucker get the exterminator you gotta get the exterminator it's it's time because she's going to crawl in your mouth and in your ears. She's going to lay a turd on your on your eyes. Yeah, I've just been really lazy about it. Oh, my God. That's such a guy thing to be like, I'm lazy about the rat living in my house. Only a dude would be that chillax. All right. Uh, I think your Pajitsky effect is that you can get an exterminator <laughs> to get your rat out. <laughs> Ugh, okay. Uh, let's do voicemail. Pajitsky effect, right? We have two more. Hey, Mommy. It's Jamie from the middle of Missouri, and I have a quick Pajitsky effect for you. So I started working a new job about three years ago at a mental health facility. I work a job that's somewhat security, somewhat nursing assistant. Anyway, my one luxury item that I like to keep in my pocket at all times, because we work 12, and that's a hell of a long time to be inside, is chapstick. Yeah. And for roughly the first six months of my new job, I kept alternating chapstick from pocket to bathroom until it dawned on me. <laughs> I can have more than one. So oh, now nice. I'm living the high life yeah. with a chapstick by my bedside, a chapstick from a purse, a chapstick from a pocket, special, and a chapstick <laughs> for anywhere else I damn please. So thank you, Mommy. Love the show. Love everything you do. Wow. Congratulations. That is a huge breakthrough. Yeah. Chapsticks. You can have multiple chapsticks in multiple locations. Lip gloss. I do the same thing with. I have a lip gloss in every handbag. I have one in my car. Um, I keep one here at your mom's house on the set. Uh, yeah. You don't need to be beholden to just one chapstick. Oh my God. That's such a mind blower. You can also get a lot of the fl the flavors you like. They're like for some reason I'd be like I can only get like one that I love and then the other ones I just kind of sort of like. I don't know why. <laughs> like no, you can just buy all the stuff you love all the time. It's ridiculous. I have to pee so bad. I'm sorry. Yeah, we could take a pee break. I got a whiz. Oh. I, it's like just it's disturbing. Oh gosh, I just remembered I had my own Pajitsky effect. So I've been eating nothing but um, chicken noodle soup, matzo ball soup, tomato soup, and like cheese sandwiches. That's my new diet. And uh, I've been ordering it from this deli, my, my matzo ball soup. And I was like, what am I doing? I can fucking buy 
I can make my own matzo ball at home. It's, it can't be that fucking hard. People have been doing it for hundreds and hundreds of years. So I figured it out. I just bought a box of matzo ball or whatever, and I made it, and it was fantastic. Like, all I have to do is follow the directions. Like, it's not like a special thing. It's not like a, you know, bone broth, uh, bone marrow specialty soup. I'm such a fucking yeah. idiot. Matzo yeah. ball soup fucks. Don't I listen to Nadav. Nadav yeah. has this weird anti-soup thing. Matzo ball soup's awesome. It's the best. I don't know why people... Who well, doesn't like soup? When I had COVID, I ate matzo ball soup so many fucking times. Jewish penicillin. It's the that's, best. That's what they say. It's yep. the best. It's nice and bland and like... It's good. It's good shit. Okay. Um. Any, do I have another voicemail? Yep. Oh, it's here. Hey, Hitler. I've got a Pajitsky effect, and I have explained the Pajitsky effect to my entire family now, and we have all revealed that we've got at least one. But mine in particular is the fact that I always do everything in the dark. <laughs> I take a shower before I realize that, man, the light's not on. Looking for clothes. Is this the right pair of pants yes. I'm looking for? Is this blue? Is this black? My life would be so much easier if I just turned the light on. Why? Why do we do this to ourselves? Anyways, thought I'd share. <laughs> Thank you. Keep in mind, I. So true. How many times have I been doing stuff in the dark, um, cooking in the dark in my kitchen, and someone will come in and turn the light on? I'm like, oh my God, what was I doing? I'm just sitting here in the dark. <laughs> yeah. Right? I specifically put this one in for that reason because <laughs> I just had that the other day here. I was going into the back to get some stuff and the dog's <laughs> like, wait, let me turn on the house lights for you. And I'm like, in the two years I've worked here, I've never turned on the lights back there. But yeah, it's helpful. <laughs> so stupid. Yeah. Just make your life easier. I don't know why we don't instinctually, at least I didn't until now think that way like yeah you don't have to be in the dark dipshit fuck and also like you don't have to listen to stuff you don't want to listen to (laughs) like commercials i forward through those or just music i fucking hate i don't listen to anything i don't like listening to anymore yeah i just (laughs) like doing that too like making playlists because i'm like there's all these songs that i always skip so let me just put the ones i like in a playlist and i'll listen to that that's what i'm talking about like, I have my Pandora rotation, but I'm like, I don't like all these jams. Now I just put all my jams on my mommy playlist. Hell it's yeah, It's the fucking dude. bomb, bro. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Um, okay. Here's a... Recently, it struck, struck me that I don't have to suffer through inconveniences that royally peeved me after you talked about you and Tommy sharing the charger. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to share my game changer. All-purpose cleaner. You can have more than one. Mind blown. I was always looking at the wall or counter or mirror or any other surface with schmutz and reminding myself to grab the cleaner to return it later or worse, walking down several flights of stairs (laughs) to fetch the all-purpose cleaner to return to the problem area. I know. God damn it. I went and bought five bottles of it for every bathroom, yes, and never have been more tickled with myself. I don't have to lug my one bottle of cleaner from room to room. I just knock it out and store it away. And I feel like I'm the fanciest person ever. Love you, the staff and the show. Thank you, Lindsay. Yes, yes. You know, and I I get it. People in my family make fun of me. Tom makes fun of me because I buy the Amazon. I do the same thing with uh, that fucking pet spray. Um, 
outside shit called nature's miracle you know when the dog pisses or shits on the carpet get nature's miracle you can get it on amazon and yeah it takes the urine smell and it also prevents them from remarking there and i have one upstairs i have one downstairs i have fucking one in everywhere so they don't have to run up and down the stairs it's the mo- the best thing i ever did that you really want to fucking put your life game up bro i buy so i buy toilet paper like tons of toilet paper and then i fill every fucking bathroom with so much so many rolls like i have a big basket like this full of rolls so I don't have to think about toilet paper for at least two months. Like, boom, that's it, bro. It's just stocked. I got a there, and then I got the other stash downstairs by the ba- by the kitchen where everybody shits right next to the kitchen. A fucking box of it. So I never run out of toilet paper. Nothing makes me crazier than not having shit tickets when I need them. It makes me fucking crazy. That and soap. Treat yourself and buy yourself good soap. Now, my secret that I've been doing... I go to, it's not Bed Bath & Beyond, Bath & Body Works. And I buy the the Markdown soap. It's like 70% off. So like a fucking $10 soap is like $2.99. I got a bunch of those coming. Ooh, and that's some nice soap too. That's the fancy yeah. shit, bro. Hell yeah. Treat yourself. Get the fancy shit, but get it marked down. I don't want to pay. I'm not paying $10 for soap. It's immoral. So yeah. I wait until they're on sale. So like now I got a bunch of Christmas soap coming to the house, but I don't give a fuck. I'm still going to use it. Still smells good. So yeah, do yourself a favor. Get yourself some nice soap. Get yourself a lot of shit tickets. Keep them around the house. Oh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Speaking of bathroom stuff, um, my mom got me this new um, like Keurig coffee machine for Christmas. Ooh, best. And, you know, I was setting it up in my <coughs> kitchen and then it dawned on me. Mm. I should put this in my bathroom. I remembered Christina P. Bro. And it, it's a game changer. Bro. First yeah. thing you do, you wake up, you get your coffee. Now, do yourself a favor. Get yourself a tiny fridge. Put your creamer or whatever shit in yeah. there. Come That's on. real varsity level. Come on. I, I usually drink it black, so I, oh. I don't really need all that. But really black? Yeah. You're such a badass. I didn't know. <laughs> that that must make you shit pretty hard. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think any coffee makes you shit, right? Does black coffee make but you shit more? From personally, yeah, that's like straight mm. rocket fuel. You didn't cut that black coffee. No sweetener. No. Wow. Wow, you're a badass. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you another Pujitsky effect I just did. So every time it's goddamn dinner time, I put the kids' food down. And then it's, Mom, I want water. Okay, now I got to get the water. Mom, I need a napkin. I get a fucking napkin. So what I finally decided on, because I don't really buy napkins, I find that to be very luxurious. Like, napkins to me, it's like buying Kleenex, you know? It's like, you don't need tissue. You don't need it. Yeah, they're all the same thing. Toilet paper, Kleenex. Same shit, different toilet. It's luxurious to me still. I still haven't gotten over my immigrant stuff on that. So what I decided to do now is put a fucking paper towel roll on the kitchen table. That way everybody can just help themselves and I don't have to go find the napkin holder with the napkin. You put it on the thing. Because I know you can say to me, well, why don't you just put a napkin holder with the napkins? Because it's for some reason it always disappears. It moves the kids, fuck with it, throw it away. And then I always have to refill that thing every fucking day, every, every two days. I'm not doing it. So a paper towel roll is what they get. And that works. Okay. Angela here 
from Omaha. I like Omaha. We recently got a new comforter for our bed, which in itself was a big deal because we don't have to keep suffering with the one that has the filling coming out of the corner. Oh my God, yeah. Anyways, during the night, the blanket will get flipped around, especially if the kids come in and the tag will end up next to my face. Is there anything worse than that? When the fucking tag hits your face? Oh God, this drives me crazy. While making our bed the other day, I realized I had a Pajitsky effect. Why not just cut the tag off? <laughs> exactly. Thanks, Mommy. Try it out. Cut the tags off. See you in May, Angela. Exactly, Angela. Well, I think because we've all been so indoctrinated and terrified of ripping those tags off because it's right not never supposed to rip the tags off the mattresses. Yeah, and what I, is that? Why? I, I think it's when it's still in the retail store. Yeah. I can't imagine that once but you like, own it, it. It looks so like intense it's like all caps <laughs> big bold letters do not remove this google it let's see okay. let's see what the fuck is it media mail and mattress tags let's figure it out so many things to discuss so many things what to cut costs on manufacturing recycled old used bedding materials and throw them into oh no no Oh, okay. So this is why. To cut costs, some manufacturers recycled old used scroll up to put them on the new beds. Therefore, the new mattress is actually full of bacteria and sometimes can contain vermin and bugs. There's a particular field of materials. Maybe it's to certify that it was a new mattress. Is that what the point is? I guess. But I mean, this is from the 1800s. Why the fuck are we still doing this? Right. The warning is actually levied at the mattress seller. So it sounds like the government would do this so that they're not recycling old, contaminated, bacteria-filled mattresses. Okay, you're right. This seems to be a very antiquated way. I don't think people are doing that so much anymore. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Hmm. Isn't Listen to this, though. In, did you know that mattresses can spread smallpox and tuberculosis? Oof. Sounds about right. I think I've slept on a few of those. <laughs> That's probably why I'm so resilient. <laughs> I didn't notice that. Ugh. How many disgusting futons have I slept on? I, I should have gotten TB by now. Right? Aren't all futons, don't they come with like stains on of them? Of course. <laughs> I think they sell them at the futon store, just covered in spaghetti sauce and booze. Yeah, no one that cigarettes. has a futon takes care of it. <laughs> it's disgusting. Why are futons so uncomfortable too they can't put something soft inside of that fucking futon mattress right it's always hard they're yeah. heavy the yeah. ma futon mattress is ha heavier than anything in the world it's like mm -hmm. a cement ball what an impractical thing and i think the, the the illusion of the futon was that it was somehow economical because it doubles as a couch and a bed neither of which were comfortable it was a disaster the futon it's disgusting yeah Ugh, how many guys have I banged on dirty food? <laughs> That's all people use them for is fucking in college. You know, you just were there. How many futons have you banged on, Josh? Um, I don't think any. I've never had a futon myself, oh, fortunately. That must be in the old schools for old schoolers like me with futon. That was all the rage in the nineties. If you had a futon, you were like you were hot business, you know? You mean you were you were you were rich if you had a futon in college and by back in my day. Ooh, if you had a lava lamp, get out. Okay. <coughs> Excuse me. God, I'm so disgusting today. Okay, so listen. Did you know, get ready for this, that you don't have to save your favorite snacks for parties? 
<laughs> like you can make food for yourself, not just for company. I was craving a delicious dip I make and was bummed about no social gathering so I wouldn't get to eat it. I pouted for a couple days when all of a sudden it hit me. I can just make it and eat it. I can make a smaller portion and enjoy it by myself. Mind blown. Oh, and same thing with my favorite candles. I can enjoy them all the time, not just when people come, um, come over. So COVID world may suck, but it brought me these new life hacks. Totally worth it. Don't be stingy with the dips. Amanda, I, I agree. Amanda, that's wonderful. Now, I actually learned this trick when I was on the road because I wanted to eat vegetables. And so what I would do on the road is I would get a fridge in the hotel and I would go buy French onion dip from Publix, that Pacific brand I love, Publix, French onion dip, and then I would buy veggies and eat them in bed at 2 in the morning so I didn't uh, weigh 5,000 pounds. Okay, ready? We'll do one last one. Hey, mummy. Oh, I hope you're British. So every morning when I make coffee for myself and my boyfriend, I have to run from the kitchen to the bedroom because holding the hot mugs burns my fingers. I nearly drop them every time. <laughs> and it's super annoying. This morning, my boyfriend said to me, you know, you can use the handle to hold the cup. <laughs> I never put two and two together that I don't have to scold my fingers every single morning. Now I can take a leisurely walk back and serve coffee like a normal person. Yes, you can. That's what they're for, dude. <laughs> um, okay, hold on. Okay, this one, I'll, I'll finish on this one. So I had a Pajitsky effect last time we went on vacation. What well, feels like six years ago, but it was really 2019. Did you know that you can buy things like toothbrushes and bars of soap, things that touch your skin and go in your mouth, and then, and then throw them away? You don't actually have to bring them home after they've touched disgusting hotel surfaces and continue to use them. Excuse me as I keep living my lavish life. Keep them high and tight, Jean. Love, Alicia from Ohio. Yeah, that's true. Too, you know what I've discovered is that toothbrushes are not expensive. And now I buy so many. I go on you know, my Amazon and I buy... So many toothbrushes. You can get packs of 10 and I just fucking throw them out. I throw them out because it's disgusting. It goes in your mouth and then, you, yeah, you get a cold or some sickness. You got to throw that fucking thing away. Not only that, when you put it in your travel bag, the the toothbrush touches the, the disgusting cosmetics that are in that bag and the disgusting soap and everything. Let me tell you what I just invested. Oh, fuck a toothbrush cap. Let me tell you something. I know what you're thinking. The toothbrush cap will protect Smell your toothbrush after it's been marinating in a toothbrush cap once you traveled. You will fucking vomit. I think that's more bacteria than just letting it free range, right? Ooh. <laughs> eh, but at least it won't taste like soap. It'll just smell bad. Oh, I don't know. Ooh. And listen to what I did, you guys. This is luxurious, too, because now that I'm traveling again, I <laughs> let me tell you what I've been using as my toiletry, toiletry travel kit. A, a fan, and I'm, I'm so upset that I don't have her name on deck. I want to barf. But this lovely woman made a little makeup bag for me out of denim and stitched the word Jean into it. And that's what I've been traveling with for two years, like a beautiful Jean makeup bag that a girl made for me by hand. 
and it's like it's the best but i'm like this is so funny <laughs> i should probably buy like a real toiletry bag with like compartments and and things but i'm i don't know i'm i'm cheap and it's endearing all right send me your pajitsky effects send me um anything what would christina p do what other segments do we have oh any recap did you hear me say anything um give me a mom hack i fucking love those follow-ups tell me about your mikvahs tell me about your matzo ball recipes i need all that shit uh where my mom's at where my mom's at at gmail.com my phone number 213-375-5184 i love you so much um i'm so thankful you've joined me today i hope i hope it was uh, fun for you as it was for me thank you to the boys in the booth Everybody stay healthy and until next time stay cool moms bye Where my moms where my moms where my moms at Where my moms wearing thongs hitting bongs at Raising kids cleaning shits need a long nap Where my moms where my moms where my moms at <laughs>